1: Episode 25, The Silver Jubilee. And also, our festive special. Welcome to the Premier Non-League Podcast. The Premier Non-League Podcast. 25 episodes, chaps. 25 episodes. I'm ever-present. How, how, how have we managed that? How have we managed that? I think, I think, I think to be fair, Trev, it's only me and you that I can actually say 25, innit?
2: No, Pete, Pete. Pete must have done 25. No, no one,
1: Pete. Pete, Pete, uses ex, Pete Pete's used his excuse. There you go. He's missed one. I, I, I
0: think I, I think I've missed
1: one. And we I got mean, to let no, Gareth yeah. off because he's Johnny. Come lately, yeah. so it was the three of us,
2: wasn't it? Christmas Christmas. it was with us. It was Chris
1: and you and me. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, yeah. and obviously, Chris Gaz- has done five. <laughs> 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 no, but he, he missed the first one because he, we didn't really? obviously we had Lee. And Lee, that was a mistake. And then we had, uh, and then we had Ronnie. No, yeah. Lee, yeah. Lee, obviously from Bogner. <laughs> um... Then we had, yeah, the slime. And then Ronnie came on, and Ronnie just uh, substituted Chris in for an episode, and he's not been able to stay away. Yeah. We shouldn't have <laughs> only be
0: inviting a Bogner fan on; it was never going to work. No, nah, to be
1: honest, it was never going to work, was it? But he got sacked by Bogner. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Um... Guys, how, how, how are we? That, it's, it's, it's been, been sacked more times than the Jose Mourinho. So it's been about a month since we've all been together, guys, just through plane delays, work commitments, random timings. But it's nice to be all back together for one last time for Christmas. How, how have we all been? Uh, everyone's on the line tonight. Trev, Gaz, Chris and Pete, we all okay? ready for Christmas or not? Who's Bar Ginny. Humbug in here? It's Pete, you're Bar Humbug, aren't you? Yeah, drives me on the wall. <laughs> 26 years of the in-laws, got to do it again. <laughs> But are you all ready, guys? Chris, are you yeah. ready? Yes. Are you Are you a Christmas? Are you a Christmas fan? Yeah, I am. I love the yeah. festive season. Yeah, yeah. Trev, Christmas fan or not? I mean, yeah. good for the girl? For the girls, I guess as well. Anyway.
2: Nah, not that. Not not now they're getting that much older.
1: Yeah. Do no, they know? That? But surely they know Santa's still um real.
2: One does. The other one doesn't. What?
1: What? Really?
3: Santa real. Really? Santa's, <laughs> Santa's real. Santa is real. See,
0: this is, this is the thing, you see. We tell our kids not to lie, and then we bring them up on lies.
1: Danta's real, Peter.
0: He's right, he's wrong with society. He's
1: turning away just in time. How's how's the past month been for Worthing fans here in this chat right now? It's been an alright month. Pete's come off a, a four-two away defeat last night away to Margate, and for anyone that knows a map of the UK, Worthing to Margate with our lovely motorway network is not a quick journey. It should be if there was a direct motorway, but it's not. Disappointing defeat, Pete. Uh, we're out of the trophy, which again we should have done better. The FA Trophy against Dorking, not not a bad month though. Being at the moment seven points clear.
0: No, if we took this at the start of the season, and I think I think basically. It, it could have caught up with us last night because obviously last week we were away on Tuesday night, Haringdon Borough. Um, and if anyone knows, uh, trying to get to, it's by Tottenham Stadium. Uh, trying to get there in rush hour traffic is a nightmare. So that was an absolute pain in the neck. So that was a horrible journey up. And then horrible journey home, you're not getting home until half 12 or whatever it was. Saturday, away at Brighton and uh, probably our longest trip of the season, 131 miles there, 131 miles back. Um, comfortable win at Brighton Sea. And then last night, a week later after Haringey, you're going, you're going to Margate, another one of the, the longest trips of the season. And I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not never, ever going to criticise non-league players because they put so much time, effort in. They've got their, their jobs they have to do. They have to get time off work, etc. cetera. Um, So, I I just think all the travelling caught up with us last night, to be honest. And that's probably why we we succumbed to a a 4-2 defeat. And um, basically, Margate had four shots on goal and every single one went in. One from a cancer attack and three from set pieces.
1: Yeah, it's a shame when you kind of think about that. Some non-league, you know, try to restructure leagues over the year, but we seem to have been really shafted with three fixtures in a row, as you say, all the way. All really long journeys. It's not as if it was up the road to Leverhead or you know anywhere out down the road to Bogler. It was three of the longest journeys we probably are doing in this league. Yeah. I'd say.
0: Well, even even Adam said in his uh, post match interview on Saturday uh, that he, he can't remember a team like Margate or Brighton Sea or anyone coming down to us on a Tuesday night.
1: Yeah. No, I know what uh, you mean, yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, I think it's those sort of things you see them in, like, sometimes the Premier League for Sky, and they're arranging stupid fixtures like Brighton versus Newcastle on a Saturday at 12.15 or something. It's like, you know, for the fan, it's going to be very expensive, but the cameras But this a non-league is because I think most of these were restructures, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah they were rescheduled
2: games, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, tr- because of the trophy games? Yeah, yeah, trophy and FA Cup.
2: Because with, I don't know how it works in step three and four but when you're at step five and six you've only got a limited amount of time they allow you to reschedule the game in or they'll yes. stick it in where they see fit so if Margate and Haringey had also got other midweek games to fit in as well it's kind of kind of tough poo really you have yeah. to get on with it you ain't got the yeah. choice
1: Jeff, so you had your hand up there you are going to say something was that the comment you were going to yeah
2: no that was it yeah, yeah I was literally yeah. going to ask if it's because of the rescheduled games,
1: Yeah,
2: like I say with the other two if they if they've got excuse me, games to fit in as well because of, you know, county cup games or, or, or whatever, you just don't get much of a prayer in it. You mm. just gotta get on with it and make the make the best or the worst of it.
1: Well Trev, one of your professional teams that you support is um Spurs and obviously near Harringay's ground. Interesting fa- uh, fact fact to say, or it might not be even the fact we were when me and Pete were setting up his laptop um to do the commentary and um one of the fans was saying like their stand at have you been to Harangay Brothers Brown? No, so it's, on the TV. they've got a ground and like it's, Gareth was sitting up there with us as well it's kind of just like old very flat seats not, not even got Gaz, a back to the Gaz room. made it to a game he did yeah he, he, he conveniently yeah. conveni- 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 I mean,
4: made work not only a game I made it I made a game in North London as well that's, yeah. that's, that's a-
2: two in two right. two Tuesdays in a row county uh, last night because you did horse with me the week before
4: Blimey. yeah I didn't go didn't do anything last night but, yeah, yeah sorry, year.
2: sorry, James, I cut
1: across it. No, it's yeah, all right. Did. But um, it was quite interesting because I said, bearing in mind that literally stones throw, they're on White Hart Lane. Mm. Um, when Spurs demolished um White Hart Lane, uh, obviously they had a lot of plastic to get rid of, i.e., seats. And Haringey Borough offered to buy some seats um from them. They offered to pay no donation, but you'd like to think a club of Spurs' wealth and thing would have donated them to the local non-league club. Uh, they were told a big fat no by Spurs. Uh, which I was quite sad to hear about because I would have thought, you know, some old seats in White Hart Lane could have been donated so they could have upgraded their stand to a bit better seating. And the guy was telling us it was because of health and safety, that old uh, that old couple. Uh, they weren't allowed because they had to do, a, um, you know, a, a risk assessment to see how they could it. And it's just like, come on, guys, you're, you're like literally a Premier League club. Pete said to me, it was like us if we went into the Football League and B- Bogner asked for some seats. But I was like, it's a little bit different from Spurs and Haringey Borough Football Club, a little bit worlds apart. But I just thought it was a little bit disappointing. You'd know, uh, you like to think uh, uh, a local club like Spurs would support their non-league side next, next down the road, especially they use it as an official yeah. car park on a match day. Well, I
0: think the worst thing is they ended up in a skip, didn't
1: they? Yeah, they skipped them. Landfill. That's, that's the thing, which I don't understand. So they helped, they risk assessed it and deemed that they couldn't transfer them down the road, literally probably not even half a mile. Um, and Harringay would have organised their own transport. But yeah, as they went into landfill, because obviously they did the auctions for people that wanted to buy a seat and stuff. The rest of the excess were chucked. And it's a shame, isn't it? I mean, I think, what, what, talk about that. What ground is it um, that has some of the seats from um, Brighton, Swifteen? Uh, was it a non-league ground? Whitehawk. Whitehawk. No, no they're, there, they're there though, but another. I'm pretty sure another ground. I mean, New
4: Haven got some of the seats from uh, from the Old Wythde in their ground.
1: And didn't um didn't um white uh, yeah Whitehawk you said so yeah it is Whitehawk isn't it um yeah they, they got ground was it New Haven New Haven as well yeah yeah because no, um, or was it was it Whitehawk that had some from a cricket event or something like oh the Olympics or something like, I know some recycled but it just makes it just makes you wonder why why, why did Spurs not support having extra like you know helping out the local club when they got so much money it's just disappointing and it makes me dislike Spurs even more so sorry Trev um, but uh, all in all um, Gareth you you quite enjoyed that match it was a little bit um, a little bit of an end to end thing and we were quite unlucky I think not to take away all the points but again we just seemed a little bit lethargic I think Pete I think uh,
4: the, the, I think <laughs> in that game I think the journey genuinely got the better of them in the first half
1: especially the way the driver went all the way up to South Mims and in again rather than coming in through like the uh
4: either over the bridge or yeah um, thing, um we
0: we didn't get there till seven o'clock I was gonna yeah. say
4: I think that really I think the first half I think that really cost them in the in within the game is um not arriving until 45 minutes before kickoff there's no I mean I don't know I know a lot of professional players have a strict routine that they go through before a game um almost like superstitions and I think yeah. I would guess that some of those players have got their superstitions they do before the game. Yeah that's so gonna throw them out a little bit. Yeah, throw their sort of sink out a little bit. And I think that really showed in the first half, came out better in the second half. Match I mean, do we, do, half. do we
1: think, though, in, in overall, in non league, that especially like clubs that aren't professional and they're not full time, should the leagues be looking at doing something about this? Because it just doesn't seem right because it doesn't seem they're fairly matched. You know, it might be impractical in most of the times. But when you've got a team going, as you say, all the way down to Margate on a, a Tuesday night, I mean, it's different on a Saturday. It's a Saturday. But do we think that leagues should really be looking into this and thinking, right, we've got to refix reschedule this? And I know Trev said they sort of give you a time limit or they do it themselves. Yeah. But is it really, you know, for Margate, they had the advantage straight away because they're home, they're at the area, as as we would if it had been Margate coming down to Wording or something like that.
4: I think I think Trev alluded to it before we came on air, though. I think the further up the food chain you go, the more you have to expect this. I think if you if you if we're gonna make excuses about Tuesday night looking leggy because we didn't get there till seven o'clock in the Isthmian League. What we're we going to look like in the National South potentially next season when we've got to do a true truro? Are they yeah, yeah. Are they no. national south? No, yeah. they are
0: they
2: are, but they they, oh. they could well go up though. They
4: they could could well go up. So potential to do Truro on a Tuesday night on in the National League, in the National South, that's 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 double the distance of going to North London. I guess,
1: I guess I'd guess have to think about hotels in that stage and, you know, with a little bit more income and into the club and more sponsorship, yes. they might be able to afford to have hotels and stuff but like you, that. You,
2: even Barley do. don't do hotels. But look, do they some not? Trips.
4: But then you've also... Then, Tony, then you've Tony don't want to fork out for a hotel, no. Tony don't <laughs>
2: fork out for hotels, no.
4: But then, but then you also got to think out, if, if you're forking out for hotels, the players still have their full-time jobs. Yeah, so you need to course. balance it up with that as well. They can't afford to stay in a hotel overnight. Because they need to get back to teach their year nines at nine o'clock the next morning. I guess the thing is as well that that's where maybe Chris and you know South Shield going
1: full time could see a benefit when they're
0: mm.
1: if they get promoted up to the National North next season because obviously they're going to have that thing where you know there might be the money to pay for a hotel plus also the fact that they are full time so they're not yeah. going to have other jobs in theory so you know you're not taking up the time so that could benefit you.
3: It could. We've got to get there first. In a, it, mm. it, it looks like full time a league a division too early yeah
1: Yeah. we'll we'll, we'll go on to South Shields because I know uh, you said when last night in the chat chat group when I said oh we were S tonight and you went yeah join the club but uh, what's your longest journey in the Northern Premier League from South Shields and you know do you remember any naughty Tuesday nights away Um, that you're um, like oh for God's sake when the fixture list came out
3: um, we the longest journey could be Stafford um Mm. Staffordshire. There's also Buxton and Matlock in Derbyshire, mm-hmm. and ironically.
1: So how long is that um, roughly?
3: A couple, At least four uh, hours, isn't it? Yeah, Stafford's about a 160, 160, 160 miles, I think, hundred and seventy miles. Um, but we were meant to go there to uh, a week a week on Saturday. Uh, sorry, no. Um, two weeks ago, we were supposed to play Stafford, and um, the team bus got stuck in a traffic oh you was know. that when
1: you, you you put it in a group and you said sort of like this, is a joke like you'd already made it or something like that
3: yeah we'd already we we by the you know, we, we we actually went past the team bus we our bus driver had, had noted the the problem on the A1 and and did a detour into the M18 and um, we actually drove past the team bus we're only about 100 yards apart and then uh, we we got to to wherever we were at the time, and then the game was called off because Shields were just stuck. The, the players were just stuck. We ended up going to Burton Albion versus Doncaster Rovers in League One.
1: Yeah, I think you said that was shocking, wasn't it?
3: It was. I mean, Doncaster were just utter... Well, I can't swear too badly on here, but uh, uh, but it was awful. I mean, Burton were rightly deserved winners, but Doncaster, if that's the standard that... League One is producing 20 quid, 22 quid a pop. No, thank you. It's,
1: it's funny because Doncaster were right up there. They're the people we defeated in the semi finals of the playoffs a couple of years ago. And it's like, it's amazing how far they've fallen.
3: Yeah, really poor. Very, very poor. Um, and then, so that was Stafford. And then the following weekend, um, we were meant to go to Ashton United. And we got to Ripon in North Yorkshire and the game was postponed with a waterlogged pitch. So, two Saturdays on the spin. And we probably did about 500 miles and no non-league football. So, it's been a, an eventful few weeks.
1: Money for nothing then, really. Well, nothing for, for money. I mean,
3: yeah. We've got to be fair, you know, um, South Shea, because Ronnie and I commentate, they cover our
1: travel expenses. but Oh, Pete, stop. did you hear that? <laughs> South Shields cover their travel expenses. You know, I mean, I know you're getting for free, but you know, it would be nice if you got a free journey on the bus.
3: We, we, um, we're classed almost like it's like an official.
1: Yeah, you're official, aren't you?
3: Yeah. So the podcast we do isn't, but the the match day stuff is. Um,
1: I mean, to be fair to Worthing, they always put us on the gate, and you know, home and away, like when we're there. So, you know that that suits me fine. I don't mind driving up for a bit of football, and to be told off by Pete for using bad language or something, <laughs> but, you know.
0: Co-commentator <laughs> swore three times
1: last night. Time. Oh, Gary did. I was at yeah, but that was because uh, yeah, but I don't know if any of you guys were listening, but Cod, I, I was listening from away, and this man every every, every I would say every thirty seconds, come on, gate! He's going non-stop for <laughs> yeah. 90 seconds, for 90 minutes.
0: Yeah, and, and then Maurice the, the, Meekham's our number seven. Um, Obviously, when the ball was the opposite side of the pitch, he looked unmarked, unmarked on the other side. So he's going, so this folks going, number seven, number seven. It was Len Goodman. Like,
1: like Len Goodman, yeah. yeah is, Burn. Just, um,
0: unbelievable. Um, what,
1: did Gary actually swear at the guy or was it a-
0: no, he just, just, just swore in there. That's all. I, did, I did give you some grief. I said, because
3: you've one of my golden rules. We were at Nantwich in the beginning of October and we had Delia Smith sat behind us.
1: Oh, God. And,
3: well, it well, wasn't the real Delia Smith, but it was the, uh, let's be having you <laughs> and Then they had a big centre-forward called, his surname's Cockerline. Um, and all he kept hearing was, come on, Cocker.
1: <laughs>
3: well I, I made the I said so he's a big lad as well. I says, Oh, he has this uh he has this number nine, this uh big cock line, and uh it went down quite well.
1: It's, it's it's quite funny because I don't know if uh, who 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 commentates and who co-commentates or do you kind of share it on South Shields? Well, I, I
3: commentate Ronnie Cool.
1: So do you, do you have to wind Ronnie's neck in sometimes because I swear to God mm. Pete's either doing me or he's doing Gary or whoever else because we're normally the ones getting agit. I mean, I nearly got probably lynched at Hornchurch the other week because uh, I called them the Hornchurch Karen uh who was getting all aggy because uh literally they they should have had a it off and like I was just and they were all looking at me giving me filthy looks even our Stato from uh, Worthing FC one of the coaches was filming there and he's like trying not to laugh because uh she was a proper like Karen about everything. And then uh I mean Hayes and Yedding what was I calling them the what was my nickname for them Peter Hayes and Yedding the the, the sort of group of special people next to us that thought they were hooligans.
0: Oh <sighs> I can't remember what you Can't remember, them, but, but they, it was it was yeah, in it no and weird, uh, it
1: was... I mean normally Pete's trying to tell me off because I just yeah, never <laughs> I
0: think I think the, the funny thing at Harringay wasn't it was um you you went mental when we scored this um, oh yeah got back into it <laughs> and then <laughs> they equalized and this bloke came over didn't he, he went He was cheering really loud. He went, "Make sure this is heard on the radio. Make sure stick stick that on your commentary." Yeah, 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 (laughs) stick that on your commentary, whatever. And guess what? He was Haringey Borough's chairman.
1: But he, he was effing and blinding the whole game and the stadium announcer was sitting next to us while we were doing the commentary and he was really embarrassed. He was like, he's like this every game. It's actually quite <laughs> embarrassing. He's proper mouthy. A fair play to him. He's got a passion. But I, I mean, I was just buzzing because we were playing so crap that night and, uh, you know, we did it. But um South Shields in, in all, mate, at the moment, are you a little bit disappointed or, you know, is it mm-hmm. are, you, are you having an extended bad run? Are you sort of, well, they don't seem to kick themselves out of it? Well,
0: they split your party, didn't they, really, Chris? With the new yeah.
3: stand, with the new stand and everything, yeah. yeah. Um, so actually, you know, we beat Gainsborough on the twentieth of November. It wasn't a great performance, but we got the we got the win. Then, of course, we go two Saturdays without a game, and then on Saturday, um, home to Witten Albion, um, this partial opening of the new stand. And after having two Saturdays without football, I had three weeks to prepare and get really up for the game. They we were just crap. I mean, the 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 energy levels, the quality levels, everything was just awful. Um, and I think I said before we came on air to to, to Trevor and Gaz that um or, or was it? Remember, maybe it was to one. Was to somebody else? I can't remember. But it was um it's probably the worst the worst performance I've shield I've seen from a Shield's team since I, I went back to following them in 2016. So in five years, that was the worst. It was shocking. Um, and there was just no cohesion, no energy, no desire. Um, it was really poor. And for, for a full-time... So not on not one occasion this season has full-time status given us extra fitness. All of the opposition appear to be quicker, faster, and that's a real concern.
1: Um, well, you alluded to it just earlier on. You said, um, you know, it's a season too early. What you, you were quite positive earlier this season. What's changed?
3: Yeah. Um, because well, I think it's been, I think the new stand, I think the full-time status, it's a division too early. It's not, I don't think it's a it's a year, it's just a division. The Northern Premier League is arguably, arguably the toughest league in non-league football. It's it's just a bizarre league and it's rock, it's rock solid. Um and and so South Shields have the the full-time recruitment has meant we've gone from having local lads who work as well as play football we've gone full-time and we've got younger lads who've come from professional academies Mm -hmm. and they're being bullied basically they're just being bullied by bigger blokes um and they've all been brought up on Tremendous football pitches, you know, carpets at training centres since the age of 9, 10. and some of the pitches in our league are worth. You know, I played, I played on better in the Sunday League, so they they the, they are being they're being swallowed up. I think is, is, the, is what I see. Something's got to change very rapidly, otherwise mm-hmm. we're going to be looking at playoffs at best. We're already five points behind Buxton. Do you
1: Still think it will go league, Pete man. Tong? Do you think it's going to go Pete Tong this season?
3: Um, ask me again in the next podcast and I'll give you a definitive answer. Diplomatic okay. as always. Because okay. I think something has to give. Something has to give. Well, You know, we can't... So, yeah, ask me in the first week or first session in January because we've got some games coming up that are still very winnable. Um, and I'll be able to tell you then for definite. The way it's going... I would say the answer is a, a tentative yes, it is going to go Pete Tong. Um, but I hope I am Pete Tong. So ask me for a definitive in January.
1: Of course. Trev.
2: Chris, I put to Johnny in, in our WhatsApp group a few weeks ago when Horsham were, you know, bottom of the league and, and how long do you give Dom if, if it doesn't pick up? And obviously they rattled six wins on the spin after that. Is Graham Fenton under pressure?
3: Yes, he is. Um, n- not from me. Um, I'm not a one for sacking managers, and, you know, his record, albeit mostly with Lee Pickton as, as joint managers, is phenomenal. Um, but um, the you know, results and speak for themselves. It, it's, I don't think it's not just the results, it's the, it's the manner of the performances. Being really lethargic, lacklustre, no, no real cohesion which you would expect from a full-time team you'd expect them to learn very quickly you know systems someone said to me on saturday maybe they're being overcoached. coached i think there's a bit of credence in that Overcoached, um too much information being given across i mean on saturday um when a substitution was being made they got the folders out the dossiers with different ta- tactical formations this ain't the Premier League, this is Northern Premier League stuff, this is non-league, and to see that sort of thing, I'm thinking to myself, this is too much too early. Um, Players, I think, players are being expected to absorb just far too much information, instead of just getting on and playing their natural games. Um, So I think it's... um, And and of course, the new stand did partially open, so we had 700 seats of the 900 available.
1: Can I just ask about that? Why did they partially open it? Why didn't they wait till... Because
3: we had hundreds of season ticket holders who haven't been able to take their new seat yet. Okay. So what they've done is they've part they've put um, wooden like um, chipboard.
1: Yeah, I saw that. It looks a bit crap.
3: Yeah, it's just it's basically just to take away the last two. It's to cover. It's to protect the yeah. last two rows of seats, and because they're fitting out the executive boxes behind, so it's to, it's to get it partially open. Um, and what it did it diluted the atmosphere because we still had a crowd over 2000, but those um, 500 people who were in the seats would ordinarily be around the perimeter of the pitch. So it, the ground felt emptier. Hmm. So I think it's been done a division too early because to, to maintain the right atmosphere, you're going to need crowds of 3000 um, and we're not going to get that in this division, particularly when we're not playing this, you know, very, very well. And we're not going to get bigger away followings until the next division. Because sometimes the away following makes a massive difference. So uh, most clubs at the moment are just bringing 30s and 40s. Well, when you get the National League North, sometimes you may get 200, 300, 400, and that make, that, that's, that's huge. Mm. So I felt on Saturday a slight disconnect was a slight disconnect on Saturday, and that's a real concern as well. So it's a first time, first time in the Jeff Thompson era where there's real kind of problems, and it's going to be interesting to see how they come out of that.
1: I was going to say Jeff. Jeff hasn't sacked anyone yet as chairman. Now, mm-hmm. uh,
3: well, yeah, <laughs> um, the manager, the the original manager under his stewardship was John King. So the um, the Parted ways with John in the twenty six at the beginning of the 2016 17 season. So they just won the Northern League Division Two under John, and then about a quarter of the way into the following season, they dispensed with his services. Okay, other things behind that it wasn't just a case of Jeff just sacking him, there was other things, but uh, um, so no, not a sack obviously results. In general, have been magnificent. You know, um, three promotions um, on the spin. Um, as we know, ten points clear two years ago. But the worry is that this team, this this twenty twenty one team, is a is a pale shadow of the twenty nineteen
1: team. Let's check. Twenty nineteen team weren't full time, were they?
3: No, it was a um, uh, it was a bit of a like of a high, a bit of a hybrid yeah. model type of thing. Um, So the players that were in that team who have had to leave because of full-time status, they haven't been replaced properly. Um, The players that have been brought in aren't as good as the ones that have left, sadly. Mm. Technically, potentially, technically, good footballers, but they haven't quite quite got the same minerals than the, the ones that we had to say goodbye to. I mean, the biggest one of all was Phil Turnbull. Phenomenal player. Um,
1: Who's he playing for now?
3: Dunstan in yeah. the division below, um, and he's a magnificent, magnificent player, and he's, he's almost irreplaceable um, in that in that kind of ilk. So it's a good, it's, gonna, it's a big, big festive period for South Shields. It's massive, um, and Graham Fenton is under lots of pressure.
1: Mm. well it's going to be well, interesting to see what happens very much so very much so
0: one, one of the things I say chris is you uh, going back to the 2019 season where we, you were 10 points clear
3: yeah
0: is when we looked at our team shoot on Saturday um I think there was eight players who were involved in the 2019 season for Worthing mm. and like yeah. say then you've you've gone professional you've brought players in like say they're Younger players released by professional clubs, so they've got a bit of caliber behind them, and um, but you definitely got a physicality, um, no. and 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 I I I, I can t- 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 totally understand mm. that. So, like you say, I sort of agree with you that you know the, the model that you're going down, like you say, is not quite the right model for this for no, that it, level it, for this level definitely. of football because you've got to be you've got to be a man to play to play oh. in the Espion league. You've got to be mm. a man.
3: Not a you've boy. got to be really, really tough. You've got to be streetwise, and you've got to be strong enough to be able to cope with the pitches. Um, there's players so at the start of the season, you know, we played on good pitches, and it paper over the cracks because the, these young lads were quicker. That were quicker, were quicker um, and they were pretty good. Um, I, I also, I mean, we're missing, still missing our number one fullback, Jordan Hunter. He was a massive miss, but we've even. Got rid of a lad we had on loan from Accrington, Dan Martin. He got sent off against Averton, had a one-match ban, so they just sent him back to, to Accrington. But he's gone. I think he's gone straight to Matlock or one of the, one of our other um, um, opponents. And I don't under, and we've brought a kid in from Darlington on loan who's just a pale shadow of Dan Martin. So the recruitment's quite bewildering at times, but definitely a division early. I mean, if you look at the twenty nineteen team. Gary Brown at the back, an absolute monster of a centre-half, a real nasty piece of work at times, Streetwise, wise um, Phil Turnbull in midfield. We, I mean, we had Bali Mumba on loan from Sunderland, of course, for the last few weeks. Who's now at Norwich. You know, so we, we had him. But we also had uh, Sefton Gonzalez up front for the, for the winter period, big six-foot-four centre-forward with a very good touch. But he got us through the tough games away to, to Grantham, away to Lancaster away to Morbeth. Um, we got seven points out of nine in those games and that really got us to where we were in the March and we, so we haven't replaced those we just haven't replaced those players and um, we are very very soft
1: and um, so North, it's, it's going to be interesting it is going to be interesting <laughs> I'm going to look forward to seeing what you're saying moving on to um, the National League Trevor how's Barnett doing?
2: All right. <laughs> alright, alright until the weekend.
1: What why do you say all right? Is it not going well or
2: oh, it's going yeah, it's going all right until the weekend. Form team uh out of um oh, well us and Yeovil were two form teams behind Chesterfield at the weekend. Both met at the weekend, Yeovil won one nil. And um saying that though, we didn't start the game with with a rack and our centre forward, so I don't want quite sure how we were gonna win that one anyway.
1: Do you think what do you think is going to happen now for the rest of the season? Do you think uh, it's going to be playoffs or do you think you're just sort of steadying the ship this season?
2: Uh, I'd say steady the ship saying that. I mean, if we'd have beaten Yeovil, then we'd have been sitting four points off the playoffs like they are. So um
1: so i'm being rude my wife just bought me a beer as she, she lovely as does but she's put a very rude message on it so uh oh your wife put the message on yeah there. yeah that's what she put I, <laughs> I, I asked you. Yeah. I wonder why you was no it. no yeah. she's put that on my beer can i'm not gonna she repeat knows. it <laughs> she knows you well though yeah, yeah. she does mate yeah it's, it's all love and friendship in this household and anyway she's, so, she's just saying
0: she won't see you till next tuesday that's fine yeah yeah that's way. what
1: she did that's what she said and she said enjoy as well so yeah very kind of her anyway I digress I'm, I'm sorry, sorry Trevor.
2: Trevor. I don't even remember what I was saying
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something about Barnett. Yeah, we're doing no, all right. Do, so, so <laughs> you think do you think you're steady in the ship though for this season? And then oh maybe, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. There's not a chance we'll go down. Have yeah. have they have they um announced a permanent manager yet or not?
2: No, Dean's doing both.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting set of set of affairs. Do you think they're gonna? No. You think it would say like that to the rest it, of the season? Surely he's going to want to get some sort of like you know clarity in his situation.
2: That was it. Come out as a statement about a week or so ago because because of loads of well, whenever there's a, a period nothing going on even we don't have a midweek game or like the teams like you know doing badly or really well or whatever then we'll have a few quiet weeks and then everyone, everyone will be oh, what's going on with the managerial situation. And it's like nothing needs to change he's won what something like 8 out of 11 so why change it stick with it as it is he's the director of football if he wants to appoint a head coach he can do quite mm. simple but yeah. why why change what ain't broken at the moment
1: yeah it, it's yeah. funny because it's, it's a very similar situation at Charlton right now different league but Johnny Jackson former Spurs player was the assistant manager he's lost one game in I think about 10 and you know they haven't announced him yet and the, man, and the owner keeps saying delay 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 Fans are getting a bit unrested, but it's a little bit different in sort of the leagues. But, you know, it's kind of like you say fixed they're broken. I mean, I'd want him to get permanent because I'm worried that our owner is also someone that doesn't really seem to know much about football. He's an American medical businessman. And it's kind of like I don't want him to bring someone in. Like he brought um, Nigel Atkins in, who maybe was good 10 years ago. But it was pretty shocking um, as a modern day football manager. But, you know, these things change so quickly. One week from the next, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, for four we no Barnett could appoint someone next week. They might not. Yeah, so I don't.
2: I say I don't think Dean will. He's got the he's got the the uh, togetherness that he has everywhere he's been, and he's got that going at the moment. Why rock the boat and change it? Everything's working. Everything's going in the right direction. We ain't gonna. Fi- we won't finish in the bottom three. So you know, we, we we might have a little flirt with the playoffs. Depends what happens. I mean, we've got Boreham Wood three bleeding times over Christmas, which is so exciting. For you
1: hate Boreham Wood for some reason. Is it because they're rivals, kind of, or no, they're
2: not. We don't see you as them you call them Boring
1: Wood. Wood, yeah, yes. really
2: cool because because that's how they set up. You know, <laughs> we don't see. Got... We don't, I like that. We don't see them as anything. <laughs> well, no, we, well, we don't like you know their biggest game, apparently ever in their history, was the beginning of last month, when they came to us in the FA Cup. Now, there's five, six miles, I think, separates Boreham Wood and actually, and actually Barnet, not obviously where we are at the Hive. And they bought 400 fans. That was it. Where they got 4,000 the other week against St Albans on the TV, we're we're scratching our heads because if that was their if that was their, their biggest game in their history before they got to play St Albans, replacing the third round, they'll bring 400. That's it. Well, being funny, but that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, Notts County, Chesterfield, South End will all bring more to the high of yeah. Brixham as well. It's just... it's like, But, I mean, you know, their, their average attendance is under 700. It's actually yeah. worse than ours. Um, you know, they're second in the league. You imagine the attendances they're going to get in the football league if they go up. I've got a lot of time for Luke, yeah. Luke Garrard, their manager. Built some great teams. Um, but they're called Boring Wood because they drew so many games last season. They literally... They, they were so you know the way they were set up was was um, was really hard to watch really hard to watch but same time they're second in the league so it's effective in some in some ways but I just like to I like a bit of entertainment when I watch my teams not you know not not grind out a one or a two nil not my you think you
0: have got a chance of
2: going up no nope. <laughs> no they'll um they'll fall away I've spoken to a few people and um I mean if you look at the top two. Between Chesterfield and Boreham Wood, they've lost three games between them this season. But Wood haven't got a strong score. Chesterfield have got 12 players out and they're still churning out results and trumping off to the third round of the FA Cup to Chelsea. So they'll, they'll stay the distance, Chesterfield will. Um, so
0: do you, you you think Chesterfield are the team to... Go it, oh, to still,
2: see? easily. It, it, easily. Tishimanga, 18 goals from whatever many games they've played so far, 20... 21 maximum, I think, in the national league. Um, that's the difference. Striker wins you the title. I know that from from us winning it twice with we a we striker scoring 29 and 30 something goals. So mm. that's the difference. would haven't got that. They'll share it around, but um, that'll be the difference.
0: Do you still feel guilty that Barnet are still in that league?
2: Do I feel guilty? No. Guilty? Why do you feel guilty? We deserve to be in it. <laughs> The, the, the tripe we've turned up. If, over if, the it last... wasn't, if it wasn't for
0: COVID, they'd be relegated, wouldn't they? So oh, that's, I'll that, from that, that's, what, that's why I'm asking. From that oh, you
1: mean guilty? Is in like you feel like? Yeah. You say privileged. Yeah. What I
2: do lucky. feel is that Dover shouldn't be playing that division this year. Well,
1: they'll be gone next year. Their uh, fans a bit. are
2: sitting through a wasted season. Yeah. Where they could have had, you know, they probably they probably wouldn't have won the Conference South this year, but. At least they might be sitting in mid-table, and at least being, uh, you know, um, they aren't uncompetitive in games. They're not getting thumped every week, but you know they they still haven't picked up a win yet, and they're still sitting on minus eight. Absolute waste of absolute waste, and one way to kill a club. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah and I, yeah, it still it shocks me that one one of our players wanted to go to was looked at by Dover.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he wanted to like, because he chose not to yeah, join. Well,
0: did he
1: choose not to join? Mm. Well, I, no one ever knows. I, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm I, think that's, I think that's, you're not, that's you're not going to got him pissed on a night out in the last melon and asked him, mate. <laughs> no, it, it
0: doesn't
1: come out. Oh, is he not one of the friends. No, no, okay. I get to
2: speak to Hess. I'll ask him. Yeah. Oh, do you know, you know oh, can it. you
1: get some inside info? Mm, I'll try. Be good. Yeah. we yeah. Well, talking about Trev's inside info. As we all know, Trevor's kindly sponsored uh, the podcast for the next year. Um, and you see his name and his logo at the top of the uh, Instagram post when we release podcast. Before what uh, we Trev,
0: do... Trev, you got more recognition than I did.
1: <laughs> because you didn't ever say what you wanted to show. Did you send me any logos? Did you do this, that, or the other? Uh, um, but anyway, we, we decided what thing is sort of publicised. Trev's blog is to uh, um, speak about one of his blog posts on. Each podcast episode we do. Um, and we're talking off air, and I think the one he wants to do for this one is about his uh, little meet-up with... Um, I got it wrong. It wasn't Streb's. Who was it, Jeff
2: Neil Smith. Smudger. Neil
1: Smith. Smudger, uh, who was the former Bromley manager. Uh, and he went back to his home... Well, his former home ground of Bromley, who they obviously share with Cray Wanderers. And you watched Cray Wanderers just um, demolish a sort of a uh, horsham that were on the rise. Um, and our PNLP favourite, Co who uh, actually was at Worthing the week before. And me and Pete had a good old catch up with him, chatting to him. And he's asked about the podcast, which was really nice. And I said to him, and a selfie. please, can you be out and a selfie? And I said, please, can you do us a favour and just shut Johnny up by at least scoring a goal? And he answered our prayers and our wishes. So thank you, Chris Dixon. I appreciate that. And for Yankee Doodle, shut up. Anyway, um, Yankee Doodle, because he's obviously in America,
4: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/host.
1: Now, uh, Trev, um, how was your little uh, session up in uh, in in Southeast London?
2: That was very nice. Eighteen months. Oh well, wow. I know. I, I thought it was two years, but I think it is actually eighteen months. I think the last time um, I, I literally went up to probably was it about? So in reading your weeks? blog, is
1: that the first time you've really spent time personally in person with him?
2: No, no, I'd gone up before, um, literally about two, three weeks before we went into the lockdown in okay. March. Um, so I how husband... did it come
1: about, sort of thing like this, this little meeting? Was it like, uh, sort of just sort of catch up, let's do something? Or did he get in touch with you? No,
2: well, I've, I've, well obviously, because obviously we've, we've only been able to do Zoom, and everything for most of the way especially last season where the, you know we couldn't get fans into grounds by the time we were allowed back in um probably attacked him so i couldn't go up and see him um but i speak to him regularly ish the same as i do ben strevens and and uh darren curry as well um and um i i actually didn't realize until i text him and said like do you fancy going to Next week, I wasn't going to take, you know, say trying to go and watch Bromley because I thought that might have been a little yeah, bit yeah, sensitive. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I hadn't, yeah. I didn't realize. until he said, "Right, I've sorted the tickets out. Um, it's the first time I've been back back since I was sacked. When was it? May, March, March was it this year? Um,
1: but year. a bit of background information. Why was he sacked? Was it a run bad, bad run of results, like struggling to stay up? No, 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 no. Like just um, disagreements.
2: Yeah, there was a little bit. I think behind the scenes, um, I. Spoken to a couple of other people and I think um, it was happening in quite a few clubs that where there were no fans coming into to grounds and everything there was nothing else going on so a few chairmen and a few directors were getting a little bit sticking their fingers in where it wasn't needed and things like that and um, I think it just a bit of different maybe a, bit, a little bit of a difference of direction because they were sitting in the playoffs when he got sacked and um, it was I think a week after Neil Ardley got sacked in Notts County. And they were also in the playoffs as well. So it looked looked bizarre on the outside, on both counts. Yeah. But, um, you know, it happens. But he'd been there 10 years, seen quite a few promotions and whatnots and uh, taken them to Wembley where they lost the trophy final. Mm. Um, so, you know, they'd had a little bit of success in that. But yeah, it's the first time he'd, he'd been back. But obviously, being, as you said, Cray shared Sher- on his ground, mm. um, he knows everybody.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I know I read you reading your blog. He you did say that, um, you know, you, you said that he sort of got almost like, well, not a hero's welcome, but, you know, everyone was saying hello to him in the bar. People knew him. And, you know, it was nice. It must have been quite a nice, a bit probably overwhelming for him in some way, because obviously you've been at a place for a few years, or whatever, and, you know, you, you've left on maybe some unsavory terms. But to go back on a sort of for a different reason, but to somewhere you know so intricately, it must be mm. quite strange.
2: I don't, I don't know, I think he enjoyed it, to be quite yeah. honest, um, when he when he texted me the next morning, um, and that he said, like, you know, thanks for getting me out of the house, um, and getting down there, I mean, he, he was on about going back on the Saturday, because Cray were at home to Bishop Stortford. I don't know if he did, I haven't, um, I haven't texted him since about Thursday last week, when I did the blog piece, and yeah. um, so I thought, you know, just to put a little, like, you know, a bit together, and that, but um, he does love to chat for England. He is good. He'll talk to anyone. you have to get, get him on you have to get
1: him on the podcast then. We could do like a sort three podcasts out in one or something. We like won't none, do of, any work.
2: none none of us will get a word in Edgeways if we get him on it. <laughs> um, no, but I mean that was literally when um when I first um was watching it was the um, BT Sport thing, I think I put it in the blog as well. Mm. Um, they covered they'd covered him, they'd covered um Strebs at Eastleigh. they'd done Simon Weaver at Harrogate. Yeah, so they've done. There were two others as well. I want to say Halifax and I mean, Pete Wild at Halifax and somewhere else. But just watching that, and, um, uh, you know, the cameras obviously following around wherever he was going to the corner shop for his paper and that. And there's people like so. I mean, it's just chatting everywhere, everywhere he went. I thought that's the sort of person you want to go and speak to because there'd be stories and whatnot. You know, his grounding was that he, mm. he was an apprentice at Tottenham, um, you know, under the likes of Ray Clements and people like that um he's been um you know he's been around he played played professionally for gillingham for brentford for fulham um he played on the kevin keegan just you know as they were on their rise up through the leagues and everything so you know he's got a good pedigree but he's a really nice really nice down-to-earth guy and you know really really good really good person to spend spend your, you know an evening with really great company
1: and um, what did you think about Cray? Because obviously Wertham played them the previous game. And to be fair, I know Pete and I said when we were on the commentary, I don't believe they should be where they are in a league because they're quite low. They're, they were, at the think, at that time in the relegation zone. And I don't think they are down. And talking to Dicko after the game, he doesn't believe it either. He thinks the players, he just doesn't know what's not clicking. So, you know, I spoke to Dicko as well. And he said that they're starting the groundworks for their new stadium in, Jan- in January which I also found out, according to one of our fans, was a strip club. I don't know if you knew It was that. once, yes. yeah, yep, yep. Oh, oh yes, you know about it, 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 it as well. Oh, you know about it as have well. been past it many times. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm sure times. you've been past it. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you accidentally have to do a pit stop in there? Yeah, was it an accident? Not during the middle uh, of the day, mate. No. <laughs> well, I don't know, mate. You never know. Pete probably would if he was on his route, route up there in London. <laughs> he knows it as well. Um, but I mean, what do, what do you think generally and sort of Cray? I, I, I think they're underperforming.
2: Yeah, massively. Um, um, you know, uh, Danny kebwell has got so much experience in that squad. Um, same as what Neil said as well. You know, you look at the names on his team sheet. You've got, you've, you, you've got himself and Andy Drury, as manager and assistant. You know, they've played football league both of them. Um, you've got Dean Beckwith, who's centre half at, um, who's played. Who's he played? I think he played Gillingham. Started off at Gillingham. He's played football league for four or five different clubs as well. You've obviously got Dicko. You've got Kyle Reeve. Um, they had up until last Saturday, Sam Skeffington on loan, who was at Barnet last year. He's on loan from Bromley. Um, so he's got a bit of Bam as well. And, um, they, actually had, they actually had a couple of players. There's a kid that's on loan from Dartford, as it is, played alongside Skeffington in midfield. Um, and pair he was absolutely fantastic. He's only about 18, 19 I think he is. And then and then you've got um Jai Reason as well, who's played, you know, top national league level. I think he's done a bit of football league as well. So they got so much experience in there, but it's you know it's Kent's first managerial job. He's used to been used to play and he runs Ebbs Fleet Academy during the week uh, and you know manages Cray as well. So it's a learning curve. Yeah. Carl Reid is, yeah, the ex Chatham and West Ham Palace boy, yeah. Um, it's a learning curve, I think. Um, mm. But that night they did, they, you know, I don't know whether Horsham's run came up, you know, the same as as it did to Worthing. They've been playing Saturday, Tuesday for a long while and whether the legs it just um, caught up with them again, I don't, I, you know, I don't quite know. But I'm good. just glad
1: it shut the doodle up for a minute.
2: <laughs> but then Craig went and lost at the weekend to Bishop Stortford. Yeah. So. Um, That's
1: it. But I, it was like I was saying to Dicko himself after the said so to be honest, there is and we've said it on this podcast all along. I know, Chris, you probably said it up in the Northern Premier League. You know, this season's weird because I don't think it's in any of the Trident leagues. There's an actual... Yeah, we're doing well. We're Worthing are probably the best out of South Shields and, you know, Worthing as we were before. It's the top of the league we were. But I can't say that I cannot guarantee that we're going to win that title. I'd like to think because I think there are so many teams that are in and around there now. And look at Horsham. We we literally, like, two months ago, we were laughing at them, you know, because they were doing well in the FA Cup. They seem to have that wrong and come to an end against Carlisle. And then they've won six on the bounce, as you say. And they just won their last one. So out of eight games, they have won seven and lost yeah. one. And, you know, anything can happen. You know, God hopes it doesn't. But, you know, could Worthing go on a bad run now and lose a few games? You know, or could South Shields now pick up the pace and go on an amazing run, get to the top by a few points? And I think that's one of the exciting things about these Trident Leagues.
0: It is exciting. Every team has a blip during the season. Mm. The team's always going to hit a bad run. But um, we've, what, just picked up four points out of nine. Yeah. Um, still seven points clear.
1: But what I mean is, there's uh, so see, many other teams you know, now, though, that are sort of around us that you know could go up. Look at Enfield, look at all them, you know.
0: Yeah, Kingstonian and Folkestone. Yeah. but you know, even from Chris's point of view, you know, they're only five points behind Buxton. Yeah, if you get, you know, it's not the end of the world, is it? You
3: just mentioned they're the six out of seven or seven out of eight. That's championship form.
1: Yeah. If um, don't give Yankee Doodle an ego, mate. He's already he's already been too lairy in the group enough as it is. <laughs> no.
3: I think if say for instance if if South Shields win th- the next three over Christmas and new year um you, because of the in the law of averages of the northern Premier League dictates that the rivals one or at least one of the rivals will drop more points over that time um you only need to put three four five wins together, and you're kind of up there um at the moment, I can't see it happening from South Shields, but I hope it would be proved wrong. But um, if I if I was a betting man, I would add I'd, I'd, I'd back Worthing to win the league. Um, the Northern Premier League, I would back Buxton. Um, they've just signed Jason Gilchrist, who was our centre forward in the twenty nineteen team. He's just been released by York, and he's gone to Buxton. So they, did, I mean, Buxton. Did, did Sherry, you not try and get him back? No. No, I see um, much money. I, 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 I Buxton, I, I'm told he's on possibly potentially more money at Buxton than he was at York. Um, um, Buxton are shouting out mega, mega money, so they're going to take some stopping. Buxton,
0: yeah, and everybody got 12 goals on you,
3: yeah, yeah, and you've got you they've got, I mean, um. Did Girolamo, the the striker? He's a great striker. Um, uh, so they and they're strong. You know they've got some big lads. They've got the strength that we don't have. We potentially have more quality, but quality isn't everything at this time of year on the pitches we play on. Yeah,
0: but it's weird, it's weird Chris, uh, um, that you've you've only lost four games. And we're have lost four games as well, uh, mm. whereas we've drawn, drawn two com- compared to your four. Yeah.
1: Hey, you know, uh, the thing is, so the way Chris is talking reminds me of what I was like at the end of the first sort of six games, August, yeah. September. Like, you just feel like, you know... I think Chris, tell me if I'm wrong, but you you know you think of what's happened over the last couple of years. You think, you know, "This is so annoying and unfair. We should be up there." And then you've seen this frustration. I think that's yeah. what I saw at Worthing. And you know, okay, Pete, Pete and plenty of other friends that they're told, "Look, just relax. It's early on." Yeah. I mean, you still got. We're not even halfway through yet. Are we were nearly halfway, but we're not well, halfway. You're right well, up well, there. The Northern oh, Premier League are nearly halfway through. Yeah,
3: on Saturday we will have played yeah. half hour fixtures now. Yeah, you played yeah. twenty. Yeah. Yeah, up until Saturday, I, I was of the opinion, you know, don't worry, there's plenty of time, you know. But what I saw on Saturday was deeply concerning. Um, deeply, deeply concerning. Um, when you have all that, you've had three weeks off, you you've got a new stand open, you've got all and, and that that massive, massive concern. Um it was the first time I, I felt genuinely worried. Um, so who knows you could go on win three, four, five on the spin top of the league all's forgotten Um, but again I'll go back to what was said earlier ask me again in January
1: and I'll let you know for different I will uh, I promise I will I think we will I won't think we will
0: (laughs) yeah we'll definitely ask you Chris yeah
1: so as as Chris says as he alluded to we will um, we will be taking our traditional Christmas break over the Christmas period, so Chris can tell us after the festive games what he feels like.
0: But there is a big elephant in the room at the moment though, isn't it? Thanks, mate. Mm. It's a
1: bit of an insult.
0: <laughs> I didn't mean you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's the elephant in the room then, Pete?
0: Well, um, speaking to Adam Hinshawood, manager of Worthing, yesterday, uh, on the, on the,
1: driving the minibus up to Margo. Um, he oh oh god i didn't start it this time i did not start it this time you did start it. i didn't know i echoed it <laughs> <laughs> Go
2: but, on,
0: but he's he, he's worried about this this omnicron variant and he said it surely can't happen to us three seasons in a row
1: well i was going to yeah. mention it like you know the thing is is i mean we won't talk too much about it because we don't want to be negative before we even know anything but what What do we think like you know we're getting to halfway, surely they've got to do the pPG if they, anything they was to happen
0: they put a consensus out to the clubs, didn't they? And yeah, it was like what was I, that
1: July or something
0: yeah, and i sent a, i sent a link in the group the other day, didn't I and if you look at it there' was, there's was various different options, looking at old seasons this season, if we play seventy five percent or the rest of it, but nothing was ever definitively decided on, so the league haven't made a decision. So if something does go bad and games get postponed, and I think some clubs, if they've got loads of injuries or whatever, might start postponing games and blame it on the COVID, because it's not policed like the Premier League is. The Premier League has to have all the data from the clubs mm-hmm. um, and, and, and other league clubs, you know the lower leagues, but from our level, it's just on the word of mayor from the team. So th- there's a big elephant in the room at the moment with what's going to go on. Yeah, Chris, I don't, I
1: don't, I don't think it can happen three years in a row. I don't it think it can. It can't, and um they'll literally. I think there'll be out real outcry this time. will be,
3: outcry. but I, I, I think you know, I, I'll give. The NPL, they're due. Um, they um, went top heavy on fixtures early doors, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, as of this weekend, Shields will have played half their league fixtures. So then you've got so much time. If you need, if you need to get to a threshold of seventy five percent to get the PPG, you've got till April to do it. If we were in lockdown between January and April, there's something seriously wrong. So. Um, uh, I, I, I can't, the whole point of getting double vaccination, triple vaccination was to stop lockdowns. I, I don't see it happening. I really don't. Did you notice Carlisle United have dropped their capacity yeah, um, yeah. at Brunton Park to 9,999?
2: I've seen a couple of the National League clubs are going to do the same as well to get themselves underneath that barrier. Ridiculous. Yeah. Pete, oh, you,
1: Pete, you say about the halfway though. Worthing's game against Bognor on Box there will be our twenty-first, which will be the halfway through the season for us. So we will be at it'll that be halfway. A tw-
0: it'll be our twentieth,
1: won't it? No, twenty-first.
4: Well, I, I don't think. I don't think it. Oh, it I will be. Yeah, happen. yeah. I stand corrected. Sorry, right, Mister Worthing. I, sorry. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it will happen. I think we'll get to the. I think we'll get to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we will. And yeah. I think if it does happen, and they put it to a vote. After chatting to a Margate scout uh, up at Harrogate.
2: Yeah. Oh, friend. Oh, hello, hello, <laughs> hello. Yeah, right. He was proper. Nice. Uh, yeah, he
1: proper. I think he was, uh, I think he gave us some worthing tips because he was filming. He talked to him and then we lose.
2: Margate scout?
1: Uh, yeah, there was a scout there yeah, watching yeah, the, 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 the game. Harrogate game. Who
2: was that
4: Him.
1: I don't, don't know. know. But he had, he had, a, he had a GoPro and he was filming. He had a GoPro. video really the whole game.
2: Oh, you didn't even ask his name. Jesus.
1: No, Part I didn't. Time. Oh, Trevor, I did yeah. offer you a lift up there, but you didn't want to go up on the Tuesday night, So You could have got another friend.
2: No, because I was going to crave with Smudger the night after. It's far more important.
1: Uh, well, could have yeah, had two I nights. Think, two nights in London.
4: I think what you'll find is that um, if there's a vote on it, I think most of the uh, most of the clubs in the league want Worthing out of there to make it a make, bit more, make it competitive. Yeah, <laughs> make it a little bit more competitive, and that's that's genuinely what he said to me. Yeah, he did. He, was really to, awesome. he said he was talking to someone at um, I can't remember another. But, was it Brightlingsea? No Hornchurch, I think Hornchurch. That was Hornchurch. it. Yeah, Hornchurch. He, he was talking to someone at Hornchurch, and he said they, they both agreed that if Worthy get out of the league, it makes the league a little bit more competitive. So, I think you'll find if that if there is a vote on it, I think you'll find that most most uh, Slime won't points, uh, points for a game. Most, yeah, well, no, probably not. Yeah,
0: but depends on depends on. What? It'd, it'd be, PS, so, PS, it'd be PS, such PS, a shame, if it?
4: Jackie
1: Pierce couldn't vote for some reason or other, wouldn't it? <laughs>
2: I think it'd be the same with like the conference South and North though. I mean, if you look at like again this year, those clubs that are battling for the top seven places need to. Some of them need to get out of that flipping division the right mm. way because otherwise it's just going to flip in, stagnate year after year.
1: Trevor, you know. as, as we said every time, like you know, we we were like that's how we met doing podcasts on about like letting fans back in and things like that. And you've got to think that um, it's got to a point now. What is the point in three seasons of playing football? What are you spending the money and what mm. are you playing for? Yeah, because As, it's, it, we're in a competitive and football yeah, and league.
2: it's not not just the clubs they spending money, is it? It's People spending money going through the gate to yep. watch yeah. stuff that ain't going to count at
1: the end of
0: the yeah. day. I've I've, I've I've spent a fortune there in the last few seasons.
1: Yeah, that's normally yeah. on beer, Pete. You know, you <laughs> get in the ground, you get in the ground for free, and you don't do anything else, but you just spend it all on beer. So that's, just, really that's well. just that's just a Saturday piss up for you. So it's not really different. Think of Johnny Fan over there that just wants to hold out.
0: on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold your force. <laughs> Let me
1: defend myself.
0: <laughs> right. Early days commentating. It wasn't free entry. Still paid. No, it wasn't. Doing no. all my due. And still, you know, buying a couple of beers. Don't drink while I'm commentating. One pint first half, one pint second half.
1: <laughs> That's still half. drinking.
0: That's not excessive. <laughs> They're not excessive. What are you drinking? Um, <laughs> evening games, going to a game, travelling. Uh, buying a burger at the club supporting that that club that we're going to that's all money in their coffers so it all helps them and obviously if I'm driving the minibus for the players and the coaching staff then my friends, <laughs> my friends <laughs> then then I don't drink at all. Boss so, wanker. But no but that that first season of none Avoid, <laughs> I can't believe we just said that um 34 34 games 34 games in all that money I spent paying ticket prices spending money in each club um was the biggest insult anyone could ever got and you know i'm, I'm surprised at myself that i came back to it to be honest after that
1: no you're not you would have always come back pete but the thing is is i and usually you know like after the hayes and yelling match i said i spoke to barry at quite a long length while you got on the bus we were chatting in the car parks we were driving and you know not to put anything obviously he he's seriously planning for the future And he was talking about, you know, what, what, so you think he's putting all this effort in to modernize the club, to get it ready to push for national. And yet it could be slanted again if we, if we don't get up and it's not right. And I, I do think this time, I think enough's enough. And because one thing I was going to say, you know, over Christmas, um, on Discovery Plus on the 28th for some Christmas watching Peter Crouch's Save Our Beautiful Game is coming on TV and it's about him and Dulwich Hamlet and the Crouch Review and everything like that which are looking at football ownership and takeovers everything like that and he follows the behind the scenes of Dulwich Hamlet because um, he's now I think director of football there which will be an interesting watch um, I quite like Crouch himself I mean he makes some god awful Euro TV programmes as we all talked about on here but my, it's a shame my Jammer won't be on the programme with him because uh, she made it watchable uh, anyway yeah um, it's going to be interesting because I, he sort of he was on. I was listening to the radio on the way back from work today. He was speaking on Radio X to um on uh, to Chris Moyles' show, and he was saying like you know all these clubs in non-league have been completely screwed. Like everyone seems to forget that the Premier League all kick off, and you know the Championship and League One, and League Two, but you completely forget that actually all of these clubs like us in the Trident leagues are getting screwed over year in year out, spending all that money, and the fans are getting getting. Um, rewarded by, it and he was talking about volunteers, and you know all these volunteers are just like doing something for nothing. I mean, hopefully, in the next episode of the podcast, we're going to have a uh, someone that runs a volunteers Twitter account, which would be really good to speak to. But we we can't we can't go back to what we've done the last two years. It just I just can't see because yeah. I generally do. Feel, I think there's a lot of things that if they happen over the next few months, yeah, the public are going to have enough. Yeah, but
0: you yeah. you you've, you've, so um you got to remember. Some of the volunteers, at a lot of lonely clubs, uh, older people, yeah, even, even older than me,
1: yeah, um, that's hard.
0: Uh, <laughs> and and some of them are still worried about COVID and getting it, etc., mm. etc. Et so a lot of old, older people, I've noticed even at you know Worthing, uh, yeah. Chris might have noticed the South Shields, mm. um, Trevor might have noticed the Barnet, Gareth might have noticed wherever he goes, that some of the older people and uh, 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 not a uh, not come in.
2: Uh, yeah. I did. I you, didn't you see you that know, you did. Last night, full of. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> well, but, that- but, full of blessings. But, but, but that- the, that- thing, the, the thing is, nice,
0: big wide open space with just a few hundred fans. But yeah, but, you know, generally,
1: I've noticed. Well, oh, no, literally, that- everyone was
2: crammed under the flipping shelters last night. It was hardly anyone standing over the other side of the pitch. <laughs> everyone was <laughs> literally. Un- it wasn't raining already, Pete, but everyone was underneath.
1: The thing is, though, Pete, is. Um, as we know, Chris's best mate, uh, Mark Harris, the MPL chair, had a really good article uh, that was said with uh, <laughs> his face. Like, <laughs> face. If you could say it, a picture paints a thousand words. Um, he wrote a quite a good article in a non league paper a couple of weeks ago, which I've sort of saved so we can talk with non league volunteers. Yeah, and they've been quite interesting. They've been quite good. Mm. But I, And I'd, I'd be surprised if Chris disagreed with this article, but it was about volunteers. And I so said, we'll go into it with the um, Sean from the non league volunteers account when he comes in on the new year. But they're basically saying um, they're struggling to find the next generation of volunteer. Ooh. So we've got all the oldies, but no, you, you, and you, I could say it, Worthing, we don't see really any young. Volunteers doing the stewarding, doing the gates, doing the bar work. I mean, the bar work at Worthing's paid, they pay them a, a wage. Um, but you don't see it. And that's the worrying thing. I think they said FA research said that 91% of Northern Premier League, 86% of Isthmian, and 90% of Southern need urgent help retaining volunteers. And that's from a survey sent to the clubs. Um, they're struggling to find the next gen um things like club secretary chairman you have to have a specific caliber of experience you can't I couldn't just go in and be a chairman of a club you know you'd have to have some business acumen you'd have to know about the football rules
2: um I went in and did it
1: yeah but the thing is you you self-taught you took an interest but you know I'm just saying from a general pool of volunteers you I know, wouldn't do it again though no I know you said you've but told, but, you told but me not, to but me. not so
2: much from from the club point of view but from how bureaucratic
1: yeah it can
2: be just makes it flipping hard work really yeah. does and you can you can see why people don't last long in it and give up because you don't get the help you know as we were saying earlier about the premier league you know some people some people were crowing the other day about money dripping down into in into wherever and we should all be grateful that they've you know handed a few crumbs off the plate utter utter rubbish they should be doing yeah. a heck of a lot more really should
1: yeah, it should be and it is a shame. But we hope we hope that it doesn't happen, and you know there there needs to be. It looks like there's about to start in mean, the Trident leagues a big a push for recruiting the next gen of volunteers, for generation um, to have a base, an online base of all voluntary positions yeah, at clubs that are available.
0: You, you, do, you do notice that every non-league club you go to, and I've visited quite a few there, and you know all the all the volunteers are older people. is isn't any youngsters. We had um. We had w- one lad at Worthing, didn't we, on the supporters association, um, who is a a young lad, and, and and he's since left. But even even then, you know, even with because we have got a good following with the away boys and everything, and they big up the club. Um, we have a couple of
1: the away boys are a supporters group of Worthing for people that yeah. don't know.
0: And basically, uh, you know, during the summer we have a big clean up of the ground and quite a few of them turn up and, and do all of that
1: but you, it's all the you, oldies
0: yeah but you don't see them doing other stuff I'm not knocking them at all because they are absolutely brilliant
1: Pete what happened um, to that Brummy guy that came down you know he came down to help with the thing I haven't seen him for a while is he still coming down
0: yeah he's still coming down oh he I haven't seen that, him for a while but yeah. stewarding on Saturday is a is a, is a paid position yeah um, and I know he's done some Sunday women's games and just, you know, kept his eye on things. Well, that was
1: nice because he's, he's not, he's probably yeah, in his, what, 40s yeah, and he's come down from the Midlands. Yeah. And the, the,
0: the women's games you don't get, you don't get paid for. It's purely on a voluntary basis. Well, luckily
1: but... we've just recruited some people in the women's games, some youth uh, from the local college to do the Twitter updates, which is kind of big. So, you know, it's really nice to see three guys from the local college that are doing media. Um, yeah, are interested What's that, yeah. mate?
3: Yes, yeah, our shields have got some um, journalism students from yeah. Sunderland University.
1: They do, the yeah. Twitter, they do a few
3: things to the programmes. Yeah. and.
2: have got the same as well.
1: Well, one of the guys that did, uh, who, who was one of the sort of Twitter guys and website guys at Worthing, he was a uni student. He's uh, now got a job at IMG who produces a lot of the Premier League fixtures. So, you know, it is a step up. You know, I'm not saying everyone's going to get a job at like Sky Sports IMG, but he's gone from uni to Worthing to doing the mm-hmm. updates and he's got a job at IMG producing. Not bad, is it? You know, it's a good step up. But we'll talk about that more in the next episode um, coming up in a new year. Um peter Crouch's save our beautiful game starts on the 28th of december on discovery plus i think if you've got sky you can get it for free so if any of you guys have got sky and haven't got discovery plus it is free on there so get it you just need to go into the app section on your uh sky Q box and select it on there um anything else on X but christmas i mean i know pete we are looking forward to a couple of sussex derbies main one against the slime on the 27th bognor regis a big 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 revenge game because we really shouldn't have lost that game against them i hate them because they turned me into a viral video um and because, not- you a- because you lost
0: it because you lost the plot james that's why because you lost the plot
1: yeah i know i know but it was kind of egged on by you pete for winding them up a couple of years ago no it wasn't
0: nothing, yeah, it was. nothing to do with me yeah, yeah you, yeah, you, yeah, do, you yeah. caused it all yourself
1: but I, I'm i really looking I forward to I have no that. sympathy. No <laughs> and, sympathy. Was, and I, I, think, I think Yankee Doodle's planning to go to the Werving game uh, because he's over visiting from the States, visiting his family. So PNLP reunion. Day. Yeah, PNLP reunion for Pete. Uh, Gaz, are you going to that Horsham game on the first or the Bogner game?
4: Not for sure. I haven't checked. um
1: Work schedules and yeah. stuff. Check
0: with the wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, check. Uh, Trevor, are you going to any of those games?
2: haven't got a Scooby. I oh, got spa- I've only
1: got as far as where I'm going this Saturday, let
2: alone
1: anything else. Where's where this Saturday,
2: Saturday, then?
1: Uh, Ebbsfleet. Ebbsfleet versus Barnet? Bath City, I think. Oh, okay. okay, there we go. Uh, and Chris, any big games? Though? I know you said talk to us in January about what you think, but is there any big fixtures mm. coming? I mean, every game is going to be a big fixture, but anything you're really yeah. looking forward to?
3: yep yeah. uh, Whitby Town away on the 27th and then Scarborough at home on New Year's Day.
1: Um Whitby Town, ain't that fish uh, famous for scampi or something like that?
3: Yes, very much yeah. so. There you go. There you go. Yes, indeed. Are you going um, to that game? Yes, no, I am. Um, I'll be driving, I'll be mm-hmm. driving because um, it's my son's birthday on the twenty eighth, so I don't want to have an absolute skinful on the twenty seventh and be bad. Not that I do hangovers, by the way, but I'm going to mm. have a skinful on the twenty eighth, so I don't want to have. I'm going to have a skinful on the twenty sixth. <laughs> I'm 15,
1: What's a Geordie skinful then?
3: Um, well, why have one bottle of wine when you can have two?
1: I agree. I, I have a skinful quite often. and there we go. I'm prepping myself for that visit that will it's come like, up sometime.
3: It's like what? what why have
0: ten pints when you can have fifteen?
1: Exactly. Or, or, or or finished off with a cocktail in the last men and stalking the worthy yeah. players.
3: And just to get just to get you <laughs> just to get you um, thinking a bit more in in Worthing. Um, South Shields have just increased the happy hour durations.
1: Don't, 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 don't.
3: Just don't. So instead of twelve thirty to one thirty. Chris, I've
1: kind, I've kind of, they've they've kindly forgiven me, and like they've kind of eventually made up with me. I don't want to start that like wasps nesting for the festive season. But let's just say, let's just say they're still charging four fifty for a pint of Bud Light. So. Yeah,
0: we've 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 built a lot of bridges, haven't we, James? And yeah. we don't want to burn them down. In, in the fact that we might
1: them. even be getting sponsorship around the side of the pitch with the rebel <laughs> yell. So I don't want to don't want to cause that to be taken away I'm from me. Strike, I've worked hard. Strike.
3: I'm just gonna go and strike this match. So that the, hour, the two happy hours, <laughs> happy hours gonna go. be now two happy hour and a half. Well, I
1: think what you should do then, mate, is you visit Worthing. You can come in your strongest Geordie accent and go, hoe, why is this that happy hour <laughs> like that? <laughs> <laughs> what is this man? I could get four paints for this. <laughs> right in front of our chairman barrel. I don't know, mate. Oh don't know. Put that put that back on the barrel. Yeah, I could get four for the price of that up north. Um but yeah, Actually, we went
0: to Brighton and Sea Saturday um, because we got there a couple of hours before kickoff. I was strolled into town, had a little look around. There's not a lot to see in Brighton Sea, by the way. <laughs> um, so we went to a little booze at the some of the fans were playing Paul in and they had an happy hour on before the game. It was three pounds a pint. It was like happy days.
1: Happy mm-hmm. days. Happy days.
0: It's, it's the way it's the way
1: forward, isn't it? There's no weather spins in Brighton, See, Oh, don't don't Pete, Pete Pete don't talk about weather spins. Have you got your no pocket guide?
0: No, no. What you do mate, is you just you just walk, walk, find out where 10th centre is. If it's within walking distance, you're like, yeah, I'll pop in. I've got loads of time before the game. Pocket right?
1: guide? What's that?
0: A pocket guide to find it, you know, like a, a pocket no, the guide. The name is Weatherspoons. Oh, to, it should actually somebody should do a
1: non-league. PNLP, PNLP guide. pocket guide. There you go, Pete. Yeah. That's your challenge. A guide. We need to make money. Bases. We need to make money somehow, and there's nothing we made. So there we go. It's fine. We got Trevor sponsoring us for the next year. Well, he sponsors us for next year. Let's make more money. Then we then, then we then we can get a, then we can get a payment each. We can get some royalties. Good luck. We can we can we can pay yeah. for one pint down the club. <laughs>
4: Sorry, I'm yeah, sure. What? I remember rightly, Herringay was five fifty for a pint of Fosters. What? No, 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 it, no it, wasn't. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it, wasn't.
1: It, wasn't. It, was. it wasn't. No, I bought that pint for you, mate. So how would you know? <laughs> oh, because they uh, had to pay on card. <laughs> no, it came. It, it, no, no, it came to. I bought. No, I bought. Uh, I bought a badge as well, which was three quid. So it was eleven quid in total. So I think it was three fifty a pint. No, four uh, four quid a pint.
4: No, yeah, it was five fifty because I tried to buy one myself and she told me uh, I had to pay for eleven quid. So I went, nah, it's all right. You got ripped off, mate. <laughs> yeah, you did because
1: I didn't pay that. I no. bought a pint in the bar. Yeah, I only paid three. It's probably because he took it back earlier because he said it didn't taste right. She probably charged him because he wasted one.
2: <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to pay it, Cray.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, because uh-huh. that is that because you got into a VIP lounge or something?
2: Ooh. No, only, well, actually, I've got two. Actually, one upstairs and the bar downstairs as well. <laughs>
1: There you go. You can uh, you can bring them next. So um we're looking forward to Christmas. Um, a couple of shout outs for. I mean, Pete might have one, but I I I read and I thought this was quite cool. So Stuart Woolley, Woolley, Woolley saw his four sons scoring non-league on the same day, which is pretty a pretty cool <coughs> feat, I think. Jack and Harrison scored for this uh, for Lostock Graham, 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 in the Mid Cheshire FA Cup. And his other two, uh, versus Winnington Avenue 94 reserves. And his other two sons, Matthew and Joe, play for 1874 Northwich, um, scored in the eight, MPL West against Trafford. All four sons in one day. I thought that was quite a cool little thing to sort of exactly. shout out, I thought.
0: Did you see him all live?
1: Well, I think that would been pretty hard, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <what> way
0: you made me <laughs> it sound. It's like he saw all four, all four sons score.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, he's
0: got a helicopter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, just a little shout out saying you to BBC and ITV for not showing any non-league in round three yeah. of the FA Cup because it's, it's ridiculous. Why do anyone want to see Man United versus crap or you know, Chelsea? Or they always
0: that. show every Man United game every season in the FA um, Cup. But and the thing is, for
1: the last twenty years, probably. the balls about is is they'll blame Apart from that one year they times. did. So... Apart from what? Apart from that one year they did. Oh, they, was that uh, when they went to the Champions Cup? Yeah, or something, and the they didn't Cup. do
2: very well in that. Mm. Oh yeah, remember that. That was the, 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 the,
1: the thing. Is is like I don't get why the, this famous saying is the magic of the FA Cup. It's
2: magic till it gets to the third round, and, then and there's no magic between Man
1: United and Chelsea or whatever it is. Like we want to see. I mean, who who's still in it? Um Yeovil, Bournemouth, got Bournemouth Yeovil Wood against S- whoever. Yeovil beat Stevenage, uh, as you say, Boring Wood. Uh, I see Chesterfield. At,
2: I'll see Chesterfield at Chelsea.
1: So why are they not put it on? Oh, Kidderminster. I don't yeah, get it. They've got they? Chelsea, so surely ITV or BBC would want Chelsea on. They've got a chance to show um show them a, you know on it. What who who are they playing against, sorry, Trev? Chelsea. Chesterfield. Chelsea. Chesterfield. They've got they've got a perfect National League leaders. Yeah. It's European champions. That, why why not put that on? High in itself, innit? I just well, uh, I, I think I think I, I'm sure, i I would love to think someone from BBC is listening. I don't think they will be. But you've
0: uh, got, got forest Arsenal there. Wow. Wow.
3: Uh, Lyle,
1: Lyle Taylor will score a hat-trick, I bet Because he's amazing, isn't he? But uh, yes, I'm still bitter um, it's still bitter But I just think, it is his two fingers up again Like, you know, I'm not saying yeah. it's necessary to London It's long, wrong long, But uh, as a casual, no, no I mean, it, could you right, Trev, you are probably support Well, Trev and Gaz, you know, Man United and Spurs Do you really give a crap about the FA Cup? Because I know not many people do anymore I haven't, um,
2: given, I haven't given a crap about the Premier League this year no, alone, but
1: that's it that but you'd, ra- you'd rather <laughs> you'd rather watch something like a non-league team on the box
2: I, I always would I, I want a, I want a game where there's going to be an upset or a chance of an upset happening granted Chesterfield are not going to win at Chelsea Scott Loach might disagree with me but that's beside the point but you want to watch it for that point whereas who are Man United playing anyway? Uh, no, Gaz? No.
1: Who? Dilla? Gaz has conveniently muted his microphone. Sorry, you saying? Saying... <laughs> Listen, well, who, a Man United player? Who have
2: United got? Dilla. Dilla. So you could watch Dilla. that twice a season on Sky already, but no, we have to have it in the FA Cup. It's got no interest to me. Absolutely none whatsoever. Uh, lazy, lazy TV companies. Who is
1: it? Is it Emirates that are dictating it, or is it the TV companies?
2: TV companies.
1: Do you think? Yeah, You, like, yeah, you yeah, like, of I don't think it's something to do with the sponsorship? Huh? You don't think it's something to do with the sponsorship? No.
2: Uh, but hold on, let's let's go
0: back to this thing. The non league football needs needs revenue. It needs money. And for them to do the T V companies to do what they've done in this round of the FA Cup, I think it's disgraceful. The non league clubs could make money, which will keep them going for the next three, four, mm. five years from having the televised television rights. Yeah. So it's quite great. Yeah, it's, it's a disgrace.
1: Well, funnily enough, I'm not going to name the club, Pete, but one club that we've been played in the FA Trophy still haven't paid us our dues from... Uh, it's uh, being chased by the club at the moment. So sort yourselves out, because uh, I think that's all out of order as well. Oh, I haven't oh. heard that. But... Yeah, I'll tell you off air who it is. I think you know it's where we left a, stand, a certain stand and they can't even reply to me. Um, but yeah, that, but it's... There's, it's There's
2: it's, a time frame for that, I know.
1: Yeah, they're not paying them and they're not answering any of the emails from the secretaries of the club. So I think that's awful. But this is a certain club that can't even afford to come in their sinks.
0: Let's not get a court case
1: for I didn't say any name though. There could be plenty of clubs without a sinks plugged in. Or, we didn't, we or didn't, running didn't water. Last, didn't or indoor long, toilets.
0: We, we didn't last long in the club
1: this season. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> well, take it. 50-50, flip of the coin. Anyway, anyway, um, I hope we have a really nice Christmas, guys. Have we all been good boys this year. We're we going to have coal under the tree, or we're we going to have nice presents. Nice, nice presents. Yeah, three points against Bogner.
3: that will do me. Nineteen
2: That'll million points me. against Boring would have do me nicely.
1: Yeah, and
2: yeah.
0: Um, um, but... uh, shout out Southern Central League.
1: Well which... the league that you couldn't be bothered to get any volunteers for when you went up there? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm still, keep, I'm keeping my eye on it. Keeping my eye on it. at top, uh, forty eight points. But Alf Church, my the first non-league club I ever vis- visited in Birmingham, have now gone into playoffs playoffs in into fifth place. Uh, so they're, they're on a good run. And they're only yeah. eight, eight points behind the leaders. So I just thought, I thought
1: about that. Listen, Pete, you could put a little persona on and we could pretend to join the central correspondent and you just put a stronger Brummy accent on.
2: Dudley from Birmingham. Yeah,
0: but it's nice to see... Uh, my name's Dudley. Yeah, but... At the bottom of that table, uh, obviously, one of our our church rivals is Redditch, which is a few miles down the road.
1: Yeah, my ex came for Redditch, it's a skanky area.
0: Yeah, they're struggling down towards the bottom of the table. So, yeah, I'm not going to lose anything about that. And Bromsgrove, another Midlands club, are mid table in that league.
1: There we go.
0: Granbury, Colville, and Peterborough Sports.
1: Price has taken uh, 25 episodes for Pete to give us any update on the Central League. So well done, Peter. No, I've done it before. I've done it
0: before. (laughs)
1: When you're busy. But
0: you hadn't mentioned it. You hadn't mentioned it
1: tonight, so. Just, you know, we just, uh, I just gave up all hope, mate. Gave up all hope. Gave up all hope. But anyway, I hope you all have a nice Christmas. Uh, It's a pleasure again, guys, this evening. Uh, A little bit of a longer one, but it's our bumper edition, the Christmas special. We've really just been ranting on for like an hour and a half, really. But we will leave you for the next four weeks or so. We'll probably be back mid-January to uh, ask Chris if he's happy and he thinks South Shields are going to get promoted. If uh, I'm not going to get myself into a viral video again because I'm not at the bottom game, so Pete might do that this time, or hopefully he can do another "Dry Your Eyes, Mate" to them, which would be very nice. Um, Gareth, I'm sure you'll be down at some game or some non-league anywhere, and Trev, I'm sure probably catch something in. over some sort of. Yeah. Oh,
2: catch, you'll be catching COVID,
1: mate. Yeah. We don't want that. <laughs> so, and let's, hope, let's, let's hope an Omicron special isn't out in the meantime. But for um, so myself, James, and the rest of the PNLP team, a very Merry Christmas. Go on, guys. Say it to them all. Aim one. Christmas. In Merry Christmas. Very
0: Merry good. Christmas.
1: Gareth. Merry Christmas. Very good. And a Happy New Year. <laughs>